Hey everyone, welcome to 5 a.m. Voice. I'm your host, Will Comprin, and today we have Grace McCann and Grace Anderson, two juniors from Evergreen High School in Colorado and Unity Christian High School in Michigan. And to avoid confusion, we're just going to be calling them Grace A and Grace M. So how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Today's all right. All right. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So today we're going to be talking about adoption. We are all adopted from Korea, South Korea, and we actually met on the same trip two summers ago in 2018. And I just wanted to start there. Just, you know, first impressions of us. Uh, just how is the trip in general for you? All right. So for me, the trip was overall really good just to like, first of all, it was really fun to be on vacation for two weeks in a different country and like see where I came from. And then meeting everybody that was also adopted was really fun and making like really good friendships with people. I don't really remember first impressions from everybody. I remember seeing Will like on the very first day at the meeting we had. And then I think Grace and I just slowly like developed a friendship along the trip. Yeah, I really, <clears throat> sorry, I really enjoyed that trip. Um, I, again, same as Grace, I don't really remember meeting everyone and how we started talking and becoming friends, but I do remember really enjoying that. And just kind of like at the end of the trip, we were all really close friends. Yeah, we definitely were. I'm with Grace A where I don't really remember a lot. I think I might remember like I remember you two going up and introducing yourselves, but I don't remember what you said or anything like that. Uh and I think it was honestly I don't even know how we like became friends, but we were definitely all really close by the end. And I think that has something to do with that we all like when you first go into school or something, you are with a bunch of kids who you don't know anything about. Uh, they could be either your best friends or your worst enemies, and you would never know, and they could be sitting right next to you. But on this trip, we already had something that was so like powerful connecting us, which is adoption. Like it, it already felt like, I don't know, it was a lot easier to make friends just because like we we already had that thing in common that, you know, maybe not even like, that many people like talked about so on that note well first off where are you guys born <laughs> i was born in seoul south korea i was born in daegu south korea all right and i was born in this is going to be very butchered and i'm really sorry about that i think it's daejong or something like that it's kind of like the mustard brand or the type of mustard which i found out today <laughs> Yeah, so as Grace mentioned, we got to visit like our home. Well, yeah, we all got to visit where we were born. We could take special like day trips and for Grace we were we were literally in Seoul for most of the trip. And something that really stuck out to me was that you know, most all of my life I've been in America, uh surrounded by like white people. And just going to Korea surrounded by like Koreans like that was kind of like a new like sort of thing for me I, I never really experienced that and so I'm curious like did you guys also experience that or was that even on your mind or were you just like jet lagged as heck the first like three days for me I was definitely jet lagged and 
like only my brain was definitely half there but for me I guess my whole life like I've never really felt like far apart from like um the people I'm with because obviously in America there's a lot of white people but I've always kind of felt like I fit in you know every once in a while you get those racial slurs from stupid people like thrown at you but for the most part I've always felt like I fit in and then coming to Korea though it was really like eye-opening for me to see like people that look exactly like me and then having like my parents who are white like actually them being the ones who stand out it was pretty sorry it was pretty different for me just in the sense like it was eye-opening in like a good way to see the difference between you know, like, normally being the minority living in America and um, seeing mainly white people and then going to Korea, getting to see other Koreans, it was very different. And, like, getting to see how my mom, who was white, be the minority, it was definitely different. But, like, it didn't exactly help me fit, feel like I fit in. Um, kind of during that whole trip, I felt really anxious because I was in, like, a whole different country. But it got so much better when I started talking to you guys. And like hanging out. It was definitely nervous on the first few days. I just out of complete luck, I knew someone on that trip who went to my school. That was just crazy. There's no other way to put that. And, you know, we spent the first few days together before I really found my friend group, which really took like the ease off of it. But I wanted to circle back to the point I was trying to make earlier is the connection that we formed do you think that had anything to do with that we were adopted you know because not considering location right what do you think we would have become friends otherwise like if we were just living in the states right and let's say we all just so happened to live close by do you think we would have become friends if we didn't know that we were adopted or anything like that do you think that really like that factor of we we all experience this one thing that's super powerful with us do you think that influenced it at all for me, I'd say I think our personalities are all so different um, that, like, going on the trip, we were kind of forced to be together, I guess, in a way. But knowing that everybody was adopted, like, I think that's what kind of initially put the friendship together, knowing we all had something in common. Um, yeah, I agree I with to- that. Yeah, I have to be completely honest. I don't know if we were, like, went all to the same school if we would be friends or not, just because we're all so different. But I think that's kind of what's really cool about this friendship is that the thing that kind of brought us together is adoption and, like, all our different personalities. We're still, like, really good friends. I completely agree with that. Like, thinking back on it is if I, like, went to, like, most of the same classes as all of you in, like, the same school and everything, I don't think I would ever really talk to you besides if we were put in a project together. Yeah. You know, that's just an interesting little thing to think about. And Grace sort of mentioned this a little bit earlier on, but I'm curious to really like, you know, know about this. What was your, what is, what is it like to, you know, be adopted in either Colorado or Michigan? Because I can speak for myself in New York, but I've never been to Colorado and I've been to Michigan once. So I'm curious. For me, Like, I've never really felt that set apart from, like, other people, personally. I think it's because, like, everyone I'm around, like, is so loving and stuff. And um, 
I actually have a cousin that's adopted. He's three now. But, like, to me, like, I never think about that he's not actually blood-related. He just seems like an actual, like, part of the family. So I think, you know, it really depends who you're with, I think, kind of, whether you feel like you fit in or not. But for me, I think part of it is going to a private school, too, is, like, I always felt, like, part of people, like, people have told me, like, they're, like, I forget your Asian, like, just not to be, like, mean or anything. It's just, I guess, we don't really go off race. We go off more, like, you know, personality and stuff. And I think that's what matters. Like, it doesn't matter what race you are. It matters more, like, your personality. And I think that's really important. I think my experience was pretty good overall. But I've grown up in, like, a really small, close-knitted white community. And that can cause complications, I guess, sometimes. is like, I've never felt like I fully fit in in school because I've, like, always been the minority. But it's gotten better throughout the years as I've made better friends and more people. Is It, it gets easier. Kind of, like, with people who just, like, care more for, like, personality, like how Grace M said it. It's not that hard, and I don't really feel as out of place, but there are definitely times it kind of pops up. Yeah, and speaking on my experiences in, in New York, they're, they've been overall, just like you guys, they're really good. My friends, for me, I, I always, like, grew up thinking, like, oh, I'm not, like, I'm, like, different from these kids and stuff like that. And so I always felt like when I made friends, like it was because like they liked who I was as a person more as like, like that was always in the back of my head. Like these guys became your friends and like knowing like you were different from them and, and you know, they still care about you and all this stuff. So that kind of like helped ease like that idea, but you know, it's always still there. So yeah, going back, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I think it's always going to kind of be a part of us, like, living in the U.S., like, there's going to be more white people, but, like, we just got to remember, like, everyone's equal, and you just got to surround yourself with the right people, I think. Yeah, and real quick, do you guys ever plan on moving out of the U.S., maybe moving back to Korea or something? Not right now for me. I kind of, I'm comfortable where I am, like, country-wise. But the thought of doing maybe like a um, maybe like staying a month or two in a different country has popped up for me. Yeah, for me, I really want to like when I grow up, I want to travel around the world and like learn about different cultures and stuff, especially after that experience in Korea. I think initially in my home, like my heart will always be set in the United States because that's where I grew up. But I definitely want to do some traveling later on. Yeah, traveling is, you know, amazing. That's that it might be my favorite thing in the world and sadly I haven't been able to travel at all during 2020. So I definitely have to pick it up in 2021. All right, so going back to the Korea trip. What what like stands out for you the most? When you, when you think back to that trip and, you know, I whenever I'm like bored, I'll, I'll go through like old photos and stuff and find like the, all the pictures I took during the Korea trip. And I was like, ah, that was awesome or something like that. So when you think back to the Korea trip, what sticks out in your head the most? 
the friendships, honestly. When I go back and, like, the first thing that pops into my head is honestly all the times, like, we all hang out together. Like, yeah, it was just such a good time. That's the biggest thing for me, too, is I don't really... I mean, it was a great experience, and I'm glad we went to go out to see all those places in different cities and towns, but all I can really, like, think of that, like, made it the best for me is meeting all of you and, like, hanging out with friends and getting that whole experience. It just, like, made it stay with me. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I still think I met some of the greatest people, you know, on that trip. I still talk with so many of you guys, and on the topic of, like, traveling to like these different like little areas right or let me rephrase that on the topic of traveling to different places around korea right especially going to your hometowns or your your birthplaces what was that like for you like were you thinking like man like because i i got to see where i was born like the clinic where i was born and stuff and then uh our like translator she took us around and just showed us all the highlights of the mustard place (laughs) and just what was that like were you thinking like oh I'm like this is where I was born like this cool where I was born but like I don't really care about this or like man like what if I just ran into like my birth mom like right now like what what would I even do like what were you thinking for me um I just kind of remember it, me almost being numb to it and not exactly in a good or bad way, if that makes sense. Like, I thought it was amazing that I got to go to the hospital I was born in, and we managed to find, like, a small piece of, like, documented paper about when I was born. And I thought that was really cool, but I didn't really learn that much about that I didn't already know, you know, about my birth parents, more of my birth mom. So... I don't know. It, it was really cool to see it, but I, I just kind of didn't shock me, I guess. I didn't feel as surprised, but I was glad I got a visit. Yeah, for me, um, when I went, like, it didn't really set into me at first because growing up, like, my uh, adopted mom was always known to me as, like, you know, like, I never thought of it different. And then actually going there and, like, hearing about my birth mom was, like, really weird for me. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but I actually, they gave me a picture of my birth mom, which was super, like, weird to me at the time, just to, like, know that, like, that's my, like, birth mom. And, like, at times, too, I've definitely, like, wondered if, what would my life be like if my birth mom never gave me up for adoption? But overall, it was pretty cool. I've thought about that so much it's it's crazy i mean you're literally you're literally playing out a different life in your head just the the craziest thing for me to think about when i play out that life is that all my friends here all my super close friends here i would have just never met just that is just such a weird thought because they're such a big part of my life and then i think about like there are so many people in korea right now who would have been my best friends and they just don't know who I am. And that's just a crazy thought. Going off of that, I kind of agree with imagining what our lives would be like if we, you know, hadn't been adopted is for me, uh, I learned a few months before that trip that my birth mom had actually passed away a year after I was born. 
which I hadn't known until up to that time. And kind of going to Korea and seeing the whole culture and everything, it like it like kind of kickstarted me thinking, and I'm still I still do it of what my life would be like, kind of if I was still if I didn't get adopted, and if my mom had kept me, and kind of like if she would have still passed away, or if and I would have still been adopted later on, or if she would have still been alive, and kind of like what that oh, be yeah. like. Definitely. And I think that's like always going to be a question. Like, I think that all of us will have is if our birth moms never gave us up, like what would our like lives have been like there? Cause they would have been so different than in the U S definitely. Um, and this is going to be, uh, we're getting kind of like personal. So feel free to just tell me to shut up, but are you like, angry i guess or anger anger isn't really the best word for this but like like when you think about like adoption right you think about your parents giving you up your mom giving you up what what do you feel like like is that like anger or like just like sadness or like i don't know other emotions that sound better than that (laughs) um for me i can see it being different ways for everyone if that makes sense you know in different experiences but I feel kind of upset about it sometimes at first, but then I start to think about what my birth mom was going through at that time and how it was probably the hardest decision she could have ever gone through. And to think about her child is like giving up someone you carried for nine months to give them hopefully a better life. And I don't want to say pity. I don't think that's the right word to say it but kind of almost admiration in some sense of that she had the strength to go through that and to think of her child. Yeah, I pretty much agree with Grace on that. For me, I think I feel sadness and thankfulness because um, obviously, yeah, what Grace said, giving up your own like child is super hard. But I know that my I actually have a letter from her. I know my birth mom did it out of love because she didn't give me the life that she wanted me to have. And I think the culture too in Korea of being a single mom is a lot different than it is here. So just knowing that she like was able to give up her own child for the hope of a better life out of love is to me really cool. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, thinking about that as well as, you know, in Korean culture, it's almost shunned upon to be a single mother as in in america it's normalized it's pretty normal to see single parents raising their kids yeah and i feel like we saw that too when we went to the mother's home um in seoul like seeing that it's a lot different there than it is here in america no like they i mean at the same time you can never understand the pain that they're going through to give up a child. I mean, at least none of us right now can understand that feeling. So it's just something that I think about a lot that those mothers go through and that our parents did. Yeah. The mother, the mother's home. So I don't know. I want to say like four days into the trip, basically we went to the mother's home where it was what single or yeah, they were single mothers who, it was like an orphanage as well, wasn't it? 
I think so, yeah. Or, or women who are pregnant, I think. Yeah, so just single moms who are um, wanting to hear from us about how we felt about our parents who gave us up for adoption and, like, our experiences. Can I go back to that day quick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I remember, um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when we went in and they all sat us down in a room and there were, like, I think there were two moms with babies and then there was a pregnant mom and they were all, like, talking, you know, through the translator and stuff. And everyone on the trip was just, like, in tears because it was, like, so emotional for everyone. And I think for everyone, like, the people on the trip, um, for the single mothers, like, everyone, it was just, like, an eye-opener to, like, see, um, like, how much, I don't know how to describe this, like, how much love there is. Yeah, and uh, they they asked us questions, right, as Grace said, and the one thing that I think all of them asked were, like, are you are you angry at your birth mother for giving you up or something like that, you know, so it, it's done out of love, just know that if you know yeah that was something that kind of stuck with me is kind of like seeing how many of them were afraid of giving their child up for adoption in the sense that they didn't want their child to hate them for it and that made me it was like a big eye-opener and that made me feel very sad for them that they had to go through that and something that stuck with me you know going back to um how in south korea it's kind of shunned upon to be a single mother is there was this one uh, specific mom who she had like a like a seven or eight year old daughter I think at the time, and um, she's telling us our, her experience with being a single mom and how uh, and how she had to raise her daughter, and it was hard for her to find any partner or go on dates because uh, once her partners would figure out that she was a single mother, they immediately wouldn't want to be with her. Since that was like such a since it's such a shunned upon thing in their society. Yeah, we also went to our adoption clinics, right? Or not clinics? The our adoption agencies. We got to see like our files and stuff, and you know, I meet our foster parents. I, you know, sadly didn't get to meet mine, but most other people did. And something that they told us there was like how like shunned upon it is, right? Actually, I think Grace A was was with me, but they they talked about like how shunned upon it was, right? And I was just kind of thinking like, up until that point, I was like, I was assuming I I just had this like idea in my head that I would just go back one day when I was like eighteen and meet like my whole family in Korea. I was like, everyone was like embrace me, and then like after that, I'm thinking like, probably like odds are like my family doesn't even know I exist. Like, if I show up one day, they're going to be like, who are you? So, yeah, it, it was just a really weird thought, you know? It's like that I was like, I'm probably like a secret to my family. And, and that was, I'm not really sure if that was a hard pill to swallow, but it was just kind of like a surprise slap in the face, you know? Yeah, and going off on that, there's something to think about is we went there when we were all, what, like 14, 15? I was 15, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we were all like 14, 15. And um, at that age, there was not a lot we could uncover legally. So, you know, we couldn't really go into as many files as we maybe wanted to to check stuff out. 
But for me, I mean, I'm kind of planning once I'm 18, maybe 21, I want to go back in Korea and search for my birth dad because I don't know who he is besides his name from when I was born. Yeah, for me, um, knowing that my birth family might not even know who I am is definitely a hard one. Um, I have no idea what my birth dad's name is or anything. My birth mom didn't give out any information on that. And I definitely want to go back and like search for her. I think that's something that would honestly give me clarity. Um, If she's willing to like meet me, then I would love that. It's just, I don't know when I'd be able to go back, you know? Yeah. It was like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, Have you guys ever, I don't know, this is something that's crossed my mind before, is say you manage to find, you know, your other birth parent. Like, how would you feel if you had siblings that were like your same age or around your same age, like half siblings? Like, to me, that just seems so crazy and unreal, even though I'm sure it's, it's definitely possible and probably is something that is already there. Uh, that would definitely be a lot to wrap my head around if I went back and found out I did have siblings. I think it'd be really weird to think about it to me because like, I have siblings that are also adopted um, and they're known, like, I don't think of them like as, I think of them as like my real siblings, you know? And I think if I did go back and like found that out, that'd just be really weird to me. But it's a lot of the unknown that like I think about. Yeah, you know, I have had this weird notion, just like un unexplainable, just complete hunch that I just have a little sister just out in Korea, just chilling, you know. Um, oh my gosh, that would be so cute. I, like I can't even explain. I when when I saw my file, I literally asked them like, "Is there any way to like figure out if I have like siblings here or something?" Like I don't know, maybe like a little sister or something. And I was like, "Oh no, sorry, we can't do that right now." I was like, "Oh okay." Yeah, I, I, I was so you're, like, convinced. Older, sorry. No, nah, uh, yeah, I was so convinced that I had like a little sister, and you know, I guess, I guess having like a little sister is cool, right? But if I found out that I had a sister, like I don't know, maybe like. I'm 17 right now. If she was like 15 or 16, that would be that would be harder for me just because that means like I was like one year too early, I guess. That's a weird way to put it, but like, you know, maybe like if I was just born one year earlier, like maybe things would have been different and then they wouldn't have pulled me up for adoption. So like that's kind of like the same age sort of thing is is weird for me, but like like younger is totally like you know, that means they got their life together. They, they're, I completely agree with that, with that kind of age thing about like, kind of, I don't know, like what you said is if you had been born maybe a year or two before, if it would have been different, I think of that a lot is if I had been born maybe a couple years later than I was because my mom was like a teenager. She was like 17, 18 when she had me. So I kind of think about that a lot is like if she was older and more of like an adult, she would have kept me and how that would have worked out <laughs> honestly well I could just see you having like a little seven-year-old sister chilling over there <laughs> like, I don't yeah know well I can see you have like a little sister and like playing video games with her and just being like yeah. a over brother. <laughs> yeah 
And I think for me now, like back then when I was like 14, like I didn't really understand it. But now like being 17, like knowing that was around the age that my birth mom had me, like if I had a child right now, like I would not be ready. (laughs) And even though I have a super supportive family behind me, it'd be a lot. And like in Korea, it's so different. Like I said earlier. Yeah. And like, who knows if her family was behind her, if she like had a family. So, you know, like just being older now, I think I understand it more, but I think having little siblings over there would be so cool. (laughs) Just dude, like that thought is just so strange to me. I mean, like it's someone you're biologically related to, but you've never met, you know, you, you didn't even know they existed. And they might not know about your existence either. Oh, they wouldn't, you know, they most likely, you know, the way most of the time, at least I'm pretty sure for all of us, it like went down with our adoptions is they would have no idea. Yeah. At all that our birth parents had a previous pregnancy. Yeah. So like going off of that too, is like, they could have a whole new family now. And so the question is like, if we went back there, what if they like didn't want to like meet with us because they have a new life and they don't want to cause issues with Mm -hmm. their family like that could be a whole like another yeah that that's happened it happened to my older brother who is also adopted two of my older siblings are both adopted from korea none of us are blood related um he found his birth mom and she the first time did not want to meet with him when he was there in korea because she was already remarried, or she wasn't married the first time. She was already married and had two of her own kids. And she decided she wanted to meet him the next day. But after that, she's completely cut connections and doesn't even want to acknowledge that she had a previous child. That just seems like a really hard thing to handle when you're like 14. Yeah, and I think... I don't know about you guys, but for me, like what I've heard about my birth mom, knowing that she gave me a bout of love, I've kind of put this image in my mind of her, like that she'd want to meet me, like just knowing that she gave me a bout of love, not because she just didn't want me. Like for me, I've always thought that like, if I go back, like she'll want to see me and meet me, but like knowing that she might not want to, like could change my whole perspective on her, which I think would be really hard too. Yeah, yeah, something. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, something that like really has struck home with me and like can get really hard sometimes. I think about it is um in my files it showed that my mom, being a seventeen year old, you know, was having me. The last minute she decided that she didn't want to give me up for adoption, and that she was going to keep me. And I don't remember and I don't really know what happened, but she ended up not being able to and that just figuring that out has made me really think about like how different my life could have been and what you know could have happened yeah actually same here I was put up for adoption like two or three times because my my birth mother kept on taking me back and and she kept on trying to raise me and I don't really I honestly don't know a lot about her I know her name and I know that she was in college and she was single and that's about it. Uh, But I know that she tried a lot, like she months and that's kind of rare, honestly, especially in college. I mean, she kept me for months and 
and I only know this because I was already lined up for adoption with my parents and they obviously alerted my parents like, Hey, the, this woman wants to take her kid back. She's going to try and raise them herself. And I, you know, my parents told me that and that's how I know that. And it was a long time. And that to me just kind of paints this image like, Oh yeah, she would definitely want to meet me. Right. She would definitely want to see me. And uh, like, and if she didn't like, if she, if, if what happened, what happened to your brother is terrible. I mean, I, that would crush me just, I, I don't even know what I would do in that case, but you know, if she just did that to me, like, yeah, I wouldn't even know what I would do. Like, yeah. And like, another thing is something that like I found, I don't, I still don't know how to even process it is with my other one. Um, it's like a rarely, a really rare thing in Korea, especially up for adoption. I feel like is, um, if you already have a family and giving up one your one of your children for adoption because you can't raise them just seems hard for me and it's just i mean that's just seems like something that's so hard to believe someone could do but i feel like it's kind of something a part of you that you can't really change but i don't know man like it's these situations are so heartbreaking to me sometimes for sure yeah I think it's different for everyone too because for me like I want to go back really bad and like just go and visit there again and hopefully meet my birth mom at some point but then my brother he's not blood related but um he's also adopted from South Korea he was on the trip is he doesn't like want to meet his birth mom he's not really into that stuff I think for him he's more I live here and this is my life and um that's the way it is and I don't know if he has any like anger towards his birth mom or and that's why he doesn't want to go back or if he's just content with where he is here but I think it's just different for everyone yeah I completely agree with that I mean for me in my experience I would love to go back to South Korea and find my birth father and dig deeper and figure out how my mom had passed away because they would not tell me like, they knew, but they wouldn't tell me how she had passed away. And that's just, to me, it feels like something I'm really missing. That, like, closure. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I've, you know, I've been planning just all my life. I've just been, like, telling, like, everyone who asks, like, are you ever going to go back to Korea? Or are you ever going to go to Korea? It's like, uh, yeah, you know actually they would ask me like are you ever going to meet your birth mother and i'm like yeah you know um i haven't really been thinking about it because you're not really allowed to until you're 18 so you know hopefully when i'm 18 i'll be able to go back and that's always been something in my mind like when i turn 18 i'm gonna go back and meet her you know and i'm turning 18 in august this year so it's coming up and that is that's crazy because i don't know i'm i'm not exactly like i don't even think i'm ready for that but it kind of leads me into this next like question I have for you guys. It's like, if you were to meet your birth mother or birth father in this case, what would you say to them? What would you tell them? Like, oh, <laughs> uh, I would probably just ask like, I don't know. Cause I wouldn't want to be rude about anything, you know, but I would just say, probably ask them, what happened after they gave up, like, me, you know? Like, what's been going on in their lives? And then 
I have no idea what else I would ask them. Uh, for me, I would kind of be straightforward and just start off with asking if my birth dad even knew about me. Because when I was born, um, he and my birth mom were not together. I don't think they were even together before she knew she was pregnant. So to me, I mean, my first question would be if he knew that he had another daughter or just a daughter in general, if he doesn't have kids. Yeah, like, I think, I don't know, I'd definitely have to think about that. It'd be very nerve-wracking. To me, it seems like something you can never fully um, be prepared for. Like, yeah. I don't, how can you prepare yourself to talk to someone you're biologically related to, but you've never seen or met in your life? Yeah, I definitely want to go back and try and find them, but then that's, do I go on another trip like the one we went on or do I go by myself with like a translator or family or friends or what? I'll be honest. I don't think I could go like, I, I don't think I could do that alone. Like I would need like someone yeah. from that trip with me or something or. Oh my gosh, let's go guys. Get the gang back together. Dude, like, imagine so that we got everyone back together. Like, that would be, that would be awesome. amazing. Be so and, like, awesome. go back and relive different experiences older. Oh, my God. And, like, when we're, like, amazing. more mature. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is kind of off topic, but this is blow anybody else's mind. That um, we were, like, 14 to, like, 16 or whatever at the time, all of us. And it was, like, the first or second night that we were there. We really didn't know each other. Our families didn't know each other. We were in a whole different country that we had never been. And our parents just let us go out together, out in the city by ourselves. Like, Almost getting hit by cars and getting yelled out and chased like, out that, of the Like, I, I don't mean, know that my mom would let me do that. They, yeah, like, my parents were like, yeah, I trust you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, like, bet. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> really, though, yeah, like, like, you know, like, like, you know, Grace and I, like, both of us, we were 14 at that time. Like our parents are just kind of like, yeah, you know what? Here's your here's your room key. Uh, make sure you come back at some point. Go have fun with the group. You know, there's like what was it? There's like almost ten of us like, all together, maybe like five to ten. It was like two girls, and the rest were like all teenage guys that were older than me and Grace. And my mom was like, um, go have fun. Like it was just crazy. Like, I, but you I'm, know what? I've oh, never that. thought about it, but think back on it now. Like, oh my god! Like my my mom would not let me do that now. Yeah. Like, but I'm so down for getting this group back together. Like, I'm so down to go to Korea with you guys. You don't even know. That would be so much fun. All right. So, yeah, this has been awesome. It's been great to, you know, relive those memories. And I have one final question for you guys. Uh, It's a reoccurring question on this show. It's a last question. So, in the future, everyone in the world gathers at a huge arena where all the world's best speakers and inventors and scientists show off or speak about whatever they they have done over the past year. And you have been invited to give the opening words and you can say anything you want. It can be funny. It could be, you know, super inspirational, whatever you want. So the stage is yours. The world is your audience. What are you saying? I politely decline the offer and I don't speak. (laughs) 
I'm just going to put it out there, Will. Um, I'm a horrible public speaker, so I would just straight up say, uh, yeah, no, I can't do that. She'd be like, you, no, you'd be like, hi. <laughs> you'd be bye. Well, go up to stage so the entire world's watching. I face the stage world. backwards so I don't hi. have to look at anyone, and I say hi. Hi, and then walk off stage. And then I go, I walk off, and I go sit in my little corner of anxiety and contemplate why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Grace. For me, I would probably, and I don't mean to shove this down anyone's throat, I would just probably say, like, Jesus loves you. Like, you know, I know everyone has different religions and stuff, but I'd probably just spread the word of God and hopefully it would impact someone. All right, guys. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Again, this has been Grace Anderson and Grace McCann coming from Colorado and Michigan. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for doing this. Yeah. And yeah, I will see you guys. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, course, thank you. Of course. <laughs> uh, so yeah, guys, I will see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>